Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there, we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. Well, we're coming up on a crazy time of year. Christmas time. I hope it, for you it's full of joy and presents and food and family. But we all know it's also filled with shopping and bills and family, <laughs> family tensions, uh, uh, stresses, work Christmas parties, end of year commitments, all these kind of things. Uh, there's a lot of stresses involved with the Christmas season, unfortunately. Uh, like, Are you one of those people that um, disappears into a cloud of Christmas chaos over this kind of period of time. It's like, oh, I was just so busy this week. Oh, I was out every night this week. Oh, I've just had like literally so much going on. I've only had a moment. I've only had a moment to, to sit down and just relax. And life can be a little bit crazy. I, I believe that there is uh, ways in which we can live in amongst chaotic seasons. Uh, I really do believe that uh, where we can not just, you know, crawl through and get through, but we can really thrive in the midst of everything that's going on with us. You know, Jesus said in John 14, verse six, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So he is the truth, meaning he's not just a truth, but he is the truth. We believe that. He is the life, uh, meaning he's not just a form of life, but he is the life. You know, there is no true living outside of Christ. You know, I know the world would say, oh, to live is to, to just, you know, uh, be in revelry and just, you know, have no, you know, engage in all sorts of things and have no limits. Yeah, the, the truth is, is we're spiritually dead outside of Christ. Uh, uh, you can only experience true life in and through him. And Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life in abundance. The life that he has, that, that life that comes only from the creator, only from him. Life like him. Uh, you know, your only hope of truly living in this life and in the next life, in heaven, in eternity, is in Christ. Come on, if you believe it, say amen right where you are. But he also says he is the way. I'm the way, the truth, the life. Um, and many of us, we jump right away into like the the thought, the thinking that when he says the way, he means he's the only the way to heaven, which is not untrue, obviously, but there's so much more than that. That The word way uh, is that he uses, there's the Greek word hodos. Uh, let's put it on a scroll. That's what we like to do around here. That's how we roll around here. But uh, th- this word doesn't just mean a, a, a traveled road or, or a route, but it also means a way of thinking feeling and deciding. A way of thinking, feeling, and deciding. So Jesus isn't just saying he's the way to heaven, but he's also saying he's the way to live on earth. He's the way, the lifestyle. He is how I practice my life with God. He's how I live, not just the, the, the truth and the life, but he's how, he's the way, my, the way I decide, the way I think, the, the, he's my morality, he's my lifestyle. You know, in many ways, uh, he's my practice. He's my practice. You know, we become what we practice. Like if you practice stinginess and greed, uh, then 
you will become stingy and greedy. If you practice generosity, the result is you will become generous. If we practice chaos and uh, and pedantic running from commitment to commitment and oh you're just like running around like a like a crazy chicken right it's no surprise when we become tired and weary uh and uh sometimes confused with our purpose in life and often at the end of the christmas season this is how we feel tired weary that's what boxing day is for sitting down and just i know in australia people like to travel on Boxing Day, but mate, for me, that's like chill day. That's when you start throwing out all the stuff that has piled up over the number of weeks. But Jesus says, I am the way. I am the way. Uh, you know, like the Mandalorian. I'm not sure if you're a Star Wars fan. They say, this is the way. This is the way. Okay, if you've never watched the Mandalorian, check it out. It's pretty cool. But this is what I want to focus on over the next uh, little while is the ways in which we follow God, the way, the practice, the doing, the habit. Uh, these are important things in life, especially if I want to do life with and for God. Uh, it says in James chapter 2, verse 18, but some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So my faith, my trust, and my relationship with God is proven, is shown in the ways in which I live, in the way in which I practice my life. And we're all a work in progress, amen? Look, look, here's the question though. How is your life with God displayed in how you practice life? So let's, let's talk about this. This is the way, right? Because uh, I believe there are true and trusted ways in which we follow Jesus practically. It's not... Uh, just theory. Christianity is not just theory. It's practice. It's it's doing, right? There's There are ways that we walk step by step with God. Actual practical ways that apply to everybody, right? Uh, ways that, you know, we live in this kind of postmodern individualistic society where like, I have my way and you have your way and God meets me in my way. Well, listen, there, there's an element of truth that, that God can meet you where you're at. But he doesn't leave you there. <laughs> there are ways, proven ways that we follow God that apply to all of us. Ways that we experience who he is and how he wants us to live. You know, there are places we can go to drink deep of the things of God. Come on, if you're hungry for him, if you want to live to please him, there are things that we do. Not just things we believe. The things we believe affect what we do, right? So there are things that we do where we can go and drink deep of the things of God. But remember, and I just want to clarify this up front, it's only by His grace and goodness that we even have the opportunity to do things for God, to practice a God lifestyle. Uh, we aren't uh, in a works-based faith. We don't earn God's favor by how we do things. Like, oh, if I pray this, if I do this, if I do that, I'm earning God's favor. No, uh, we, we are graciously saved. We are, as we believe by faith, God adopts us as his own, washes our sin away, not because we've practiced the right things, but because we believed on the name of Jesus. This is what we believe, right? But a God-centered, God-transformed, born-again Christian, spirit-filled life has an outworking, okay? It's not that I work to gain it. No, it's the bit that I have gained. I have uh, uh, 
been transformed and it outworks in the way I practice life. So it's not only <clears throat> it's not only by his grace and goodness that that we are saved, but it's by his grace and goodness we get to practice life with him, like him, in his way. Amen. So let's start today by talking about a practice, a way in which to live for God, and that is the practice of the presence of God. Practicing the presence of God. This is the way, says the Mandalorian. This is the way. So in 1691, there is a book uh, published called The Practicing the Presence of God. It's a really old book, um, and it's and it really is just a collection of uh, noted conversations and um, letters from a guy named Brother Lawrence, who was a Catholic monk in Paris. And, um, and it's an interesting book. It's one of those kind of Christian classics, right? It's a short read on Audible. It takes about an hour to listen to, but you know, being, it's like old kind of English. So you probably want to listen to it a couple times or read it really slowly, kind of like my utmost for his highest or, or these, one of those kind of classic Christian books. And, um, let me tell you, it's a life-changing book. You sh- you should, if you've never read it, uh, or listen to it. You should. It's 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 a really really good one. And Lawrence's testimony and encouragement is focused on how we must uh, we must be aware of God, just as aware of Him in our day to day activities as we are in our times of prayer, or our times of devotion, or at a church service or a ceremony. You know, Lawrence had a revelation that God's presence wasn't just there in times of ceremony and devotion, but He believed that it was actually much more beneficial for the Christian who wants to please God to be thinking of God continually uh, rather than just in times of devotion. You know, it's like that person who goes and, oh, I spend, you know, 10, 20, 30, even an hour in prayer. I pray, I, I seek God, but then the rest of the day you just forget about it. Okay. No, that, 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 I think what this is what Lawrence was observing a bit is he lived in a monastery where they rang bells for prayer time. They lived in a routine. Okay. This is, you know, he worked in the kitchen uh, and, and this was, was his, his role in the monastery. So it's like this kind of thing of like, we have, you know, prayer time at this time. We take the sacraments at this time. We do this at this time. And, and he, I think what he was coming to this, and you read this through his letters that he's writing, is this uh, revelation that he experienced God just as much in the kitchen doing his menial day-to-day tasks as he did in times of prayer and ceremony. And often as Christians, we can lift up these moments like, wow, I'm at church or I'm, I'm in my time of prayer and, and, and downplay the times where we're at work. But we can experience God's presence. We can practice the presence of God even in those times. Uh, and having that realization that God is with me right now at work, in the car, when the kids are going crazy, God is with me. God's presence is, is there. And the issue is not that God is present or not. The issue is that I'm not present. <laughs> I'm not thinking of him. And Lawrence concludes that thinking on God is the key to living a life that is aware and in his presence. This whole idea of practicing the presence of God. And, I, and it actually, in fact, he, he says a couple times that a creation, you know, to, to not think of its creator, to not think of God is actually wicked. It's, it's a terrible thing. And when you think about it, uh, who are we to just kind of forget God? Like, that's crazy, crazy talk, right? Listen, listen to this, and I hope this encourages you. Listen to what he says here. He says that there needed neither art nor science for going to God, 
but only a heart resolutely determined to apply itself to nothing but him or for his sake and to love him only. This is the way. <laughs> Lawrence is saying, hey, this is the way. Come on. As a Christian, God is with me every moment, every minute, every day in my suffering, in my triumph. But so often we just don't recognize it. We let our minds wander. We don't focus on the fact that God is with us. You know, Jesus was aware of his heavenly father's presence with him at all times. Uh, listen to what he says in John 5, 19. He says, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Now that's a radical way to live. Like, do you do anything by yourself? <laughs> How much do we just do by ourselves? Jesus is saying, hey, I do nothing on my own. I do nothing. I, me and the Father are so one. I'm so aware. I'm so with him step by step that I do nothing without him. Or in John 10, 30, he says, the Father and I are one. Come on, that's an awareness of the presence of his heavenly Father, right? So what does it mean for us as Christians day to day? You know, obviously we're not Jesus, but Look at this in John 14, verse 17. Jesus is speaking of the Holy Spirit who would later indwell in his people. He says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Verse 18, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So listen, Christian, look, are you looking for him? He, he, Jesus says the world doesn't recognize or look for the Holy Spirit, doesn't look for the indwelling of the presence of God. Do you recognize him? Is he in you? Come on, this is what practicing the presence is all about. He is with you every moment. You know, even Jesus' last words recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, he says this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. To know he is with us and to think upon him and to focus my life upon the presence of God. That is a radical, amazing way to live. This is the way. This is the way we should live. Practicing God's presence, knowing his presence, focusing on his presence. To simply, and this, the simplicity and the practicality of just focusing on him. It's a changes the way we live and not allowing our day to move forward without thinking on him. This is the way. This is a practice of living day by day for God. Not the only practice. There's other ones we're going to talk about as well, but this is a practice about of living for God. This is the way. And we all know the mind can wander. I mean, just try and think about Just I'll put a challenge out to you. Try and think about God all day for the rest of today. You will have a hard time. Uh, some of you are having a hard time right now just focusing for online church. But listen, this is, this is a practice we need to... Let, let, listen to Brother Lawrence again. Encourage us, okay? One way to recollect the mind easily in the time of prayer and preserve it more in tranquility is not to let it wander too far in other times, he says. You should keep it strictly in the presence of God and being accustomed to think of him often. You will find it easy to keep your mind calm in the time of prayer, or at least to recall it from its wanderings. So basically, 
Brother Lawrence is saying this, don't let your mind wander too far from God in the first place. And then in times of prayer, it will actually be a lot easier. It's like, hey, you're riding a bike here. Uh, don't stop the momentum so that you have to start again. No, keep it rolling. And we see this echoed as well in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you die to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Wow, that's, that's a way to live, to have a revelation that, hey, I've died to this life. I'm going to think of God. I'm going to think of the things of heaven. Think of the hope that is set before me. This is practicing his presence. This is the way <laughs> to be aware of, I need a Mandalorian helmet. That would, make th that would just take things next level, right? To think upon him. You know, I, I learned a new word this year that has just been a, a kind of, it's just one of those words that reminds me uh, of practicing the presence of God. And it's really transformed my day-to-day -day walk with God. And it's this Latin word, statio, statio. Now I know that sounds like some sort of like Italian dish or like a, a disease. I've got statio, doc, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's simply like a practical reminder of how to practice God's presence day by day. Now, think of Statio like this. Um, you have moments in your day. And what Statio is referring to is like, it's sort of like station, where we get the word station. It's the moments between the moments, like a bus stop. You know, a bus that travels and it stops, has a Statio moment, right? Or in the Psalms, you see the word Sila, like a Hey, pause, statio. Uh, and another uh, Latin, another uh, way the word statio is used, and this is kind of where we get it, is when we refer to the stations of the cross. You know, the old cathedrals, they would have uh, um, stained glass windows depicting the different stations of the cross. Uh, this was like, like a, a common kind of thing. So the stations of the cross referring to, you know, when Jesus uh, carried the cross, when the, the, when he saw his mother Mary, when Simon of Cyrene helped him pick, uh, carry the cross, like these moments in the, when he traveled down the Via Della Rosa, these moments, these stations of the cross. Now, all that to say, statio is a reminder to find moments in our day to stop and to focus on God. Stacia, you should get it on a shirt or something. It's like when you get up, you get the kids ready for school. Things are crazy. You, know, you, you get out the door or you get in the car. You know, everything's chaotic. You know, you're running out the door and you sit, you start the car and boom, you have a moment right there. You have a moment where you can just put on 96.1 and keep your mind distracted. Or you could focus on the things of God. You could ask your kids to pray. You can Reef, put on some worship music, a statio moment, a station moment, a sila moment. You know, for me, uh, this is what I do when I drive to church. You know, we live a little ways out of uh, out of area. Um, we're going to move in the area as quick as we can. We've got to have a baby first and figure that out. But uh, this drive, you know, for many years, we live like literally like a minute drive, two minute drive from our, our church where, that we were a part of. But to have this statio moment, this moment between moments to focus on God, man, it's been such a benefit for us. It's been such a life helper, a, a way to follow God. So I encourage you, look at your day. 
Look at your routine. We all have a routine, whether you know, th- there's things that we do. We're routine orientated. That's how we work. But maybe write, write it down on a piece of paper. Map out your week. Map out your day. And circle some statio moments. Moments where you can stop, think, worship. Gosh, remind yourself somehow. Put, put a post-it note in your car. Do, do whatever you need to do. What happens in your mind in the space between moments of your day? What's happening in your, like, just take a moment to think about what you're thinking about. Metacognition, it's called. Think about what you think about in the moments between moments. Oh, man, my kids, it's just so annoying. (laughs) Oh, my boss at work, oh, he just bugs me, or she just bugs me. Hey, and you know what you're doing when when you do that? Uh, when you allow your mind and your and your thought life to wander into worry and annoyance and distraction, you're actually practicing a lower nature, <laughs> an earthly nature. And what it encourages us to do in Colossians, and Brother Lawrence encourages us to do too, is focus upward. Focus upward. Step into the presence of God. Focus on him in your day today. Practice the presence of God. It's like my mind is like my parents have a dog. When you take her for a walk, which I haven't done for a long time, but you know maybe your dog's like this if you have one. You know some dogs when you take them for a walk, they just want to wander. They just you're, you're reeling them in. You're reeling them in. And you know what? That's just like my thought life. I need to reel it in. Reel it in. Come on. Get focused on the things of God. You know he. We must as Christians be continually turning and refocusing our hearts and our minds towards God and allowing Him and His Word to reshape and reform us. One last quote from Brother Lawrence's letters and book, Practicing the Presence. He says this, He does not, he's talking about God, He does not ask much of us. Merely a thought of Him from time to time, a little act of adoration, sometimes to ask for His grace, sometimes to offer Him your sufferings, at other times to thank him for the graces past and present. He has bestowed on you in the midst of your troubles to take solace in him as often as you can. Lift up your heart to him during your meals and in company. The least little remembrance will always be the most pleasing to him. One need not to cry out very loudly. He is nearer to us than we think, amen. I believe we could amen that. He is with us. Even now, even right now, as we're gathering online, he is with us. His presence is here. We honor him. We honor him. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Practicing the presence of God. Statio, this is the way, if you're a Star Wars fan. Let me pray for you. I hope this encouraged you today. I hope you can take this this practice, this this practicing the presence of God, refocusing your heart. Be practical about it. You know what I mean? Don't don't just be all theoretical and, oh yeah, I'm going to practice. No, no. Put a post-it note in your car. Do whatever you need to do to practice the presence of God because he is with you. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you that you are with us right now, right in this moment. We stop for a moment. We focus our minds and our hearts on you and we thank you for your presence with us. We honor you. We surrender to you. We look upon you. We think upon you in this moment, God. We thank you that you are with us, not because of how good we are, but because of your grace. 
because you, you have, like Lauren said, you bestowed blessings upon us. Lord, I thank you that you are with us day by day. And I pray for your church. I pray even for my life. Lord, I pray that we would all practice the presence of God, that we would think upon you, look upon you, gaze upon you, Lord. And when, when our minds wander, that we would reel it in, that we would focus on you. Think of the things of heaven, not the things of earth. And we would practice the ways of following Christ, the way have, that you have planned it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I, I hope you have an amazing day practicing the presence of God and an amazing week practicing the presence of God. Come on, let's let's get practical here. This is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's practice the presence of God this week because we can. What an amazing privilege. What an amazing, gracious honor. Hey, I hope you have an, uh, an awesome week. Remember to check out our website for upcoming events and gatherings. Christmas is coming up quick. Uh, we've got all sorts of stuff happening. Massive park lunch later today. Hope you can join us, and I hope you have a blessed week.